0: Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. Thanks for listening to the Social Jello with Angelo podcast. Um, if this is your first episode, I guess uh, you're kind of in. This is episode 40 of the podcast. I've been around for two years now. Uh, I'm Angelo. I run the Social Jello with Angelo podcast. Uh, We do all this from Japan. Lately, uh, my focus has been to kind of go into the lives of Japanese expats as well as people who live out here in Japan to share some stories about some things that they've gotten into. I always use a psychology perspective because of my master's in psychology. I've always kind of That's always been the angle that I come at things with. So I just wanted to kind of explain that. Um, Today I am going to be talking to Asahi. Asahi is a cosplayer. I I would dare say she's a professional cosplayer, but she said she's not that. It's her hobby. But you'll learn a little more when this interview gets started if you want to check out more stuff about social jello with angelo as you can see here on the left side if you're if you're watching this on youtube i have a lot of different episodes like i said last episode i would one episode every month and uh... last month's episode was with john hojlo we talked about martial arts and the the month before that was with an ultra runner named john yves travald uh... he talked about ultra running in japan and uh... Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different stuff on here. If you want to jump on the website at www.socialjello.com, if you want to download for free, you can listen, you can download or listen for free there. If you want to use a more, maybe you have an app that you want to listen to the podcast from your telephone on, from your smartphone, then uh, you can always check out TuneIn Radio. That's a free app. Uh, it runs really well. It works very similar to. Uh, some of the bigger names out there like uh, Pandora and whatnot, but it's international, which I liked about it. You can access it anywhere in the world, and it's free. I uh, just open up an account and my podcast is on there for free, so check it out. Well, without further ado, here is Asahi. All right, so, um, and we're live, uh, well, not really live, like I said earlier, we recorded, but I'm here with uh, Asahi Kyo. Um, or Kyo Asahi, I whichever
1: think. goes, whichever is okay. All right, cool. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, um, I guess you know I've been doing this new format where I'm just I've been interviewing more people here in Japan that mm-hmm. that tend to do things that are well. I, actually, I do. I've, I've been kind of going over this new thing where I either go over something that's kind of interesting or something kind of different. And in mm-hmm. your in your case, uh, I've talked to you a few times, and you know, in our, in the past, about how you do cosplay, and you've a, you've asked me to come out to some of your events, and, and yeah, and up, which, I wanted you
1: to join me.
0: I I definitely still want to do it. I, I just come gotta on, find yeah. the time. Come <laughs> on, yeah,
1: because you're always too busy with everything. So
0: yeah, I know, I know, but I definitely I'm looking forward to one day setting a day and. And putting a costume on i've never done it i've i've only mm-hmm. done stuff for halloween and stuff but i, I mean I, 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 I love halloween and that's I, I like dressing up so i think it'd be cool i'll totally
1: show you the ropes come on i'll totally help you out
0: yeah I'd, i appreciate <laughs> that you can be my cosplay sensei yay
1: <laughs> so
0: i guess to get this thing started um how did you get into cosplay
1: Well, actually, to be honest, I wasn't really interested in cosplay when I started off. It was about 11 or 12 years ago, I already was really into anime and manga, and then a friend of mine was like, hey, let's go cosplay. And at that point, I actually had a kind of negative image on cosplay, but I'm like, eh, I like her as a friend, let's go. And it kind of started from there, I guess. And then your friend, was your friend Japanese or were they American? Yes, Japanese, but uh, she was Japanese, but she also went to an international school like me. So she was, you know, really foreignized, just like myself. But we're like, oh, you know, let's try this. And we jumped into it.
0: That's really cool. And I guess Mm -hmm. for some of my listeners that might have just started this off, and I might have briefly mentioned in the introduction that I'm going to be talking about cosplay. Would you mind kind of explaining what cosplay is?
1: So what cosplay is, is the two words costume and play put together. It's basically people dressing up and becoming as similar to the the character they want to be. Or, you know, it's just a way of of showing that that you love the character is what it is, I guess. (laughs) I can't think of a better way of explaining it.
0: I mean, I think that's a great explanation. (laughs) I think a lot of people in the U.S. don't. And that's why I wanted to interview you, because um, I, mm-hmm. I, I think people in the U.S. kind of have a different image of what cosplay is. I mean, even in Japan, right. I, I mean, technically, from a social psychology standpoint, it's a, mm-hmm. sub, it's a subculture. Yeah. Um, so I, I always I think it's always kind of go, going off of I'm sure there's a lot of definitions out there. But for anyone listening to this show, that's that's the reference we're going to be using.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What does uh, so what does being a cosplayer mean to you?
1: Mm, well it's a big part of my life it's a it's where i get to meet a lot of people and express myself but i always have to keep in mind that it's just a hobby i've in the past i've actually made cosplay a big part of way too big part of my life and um, i've even worked uh used cosplay as as part of my work and then it just kind of overtook my life let's say and then but now i have i'm trying to ground my ground myself and think it's just a hobby it's a way that i actually i can actually enjoy the fandom enjoy the you know the characters love the characters yeah
0: and like you kind of talked about how at one point it was mm-hmm. kind of um it almost became like a a business or it became a business
1: so what it is is um I've worked in many fields, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, so, for example, I was working as a radio DJ at, at one point, and the part of the job description was to cosplay all the time and do my shows. So, I was actually put in a satellite radio station in a mall. You know, one of those. Uh, fishbowl kind of places where people walk through and see you. And I always every day, basically six days a week, I was in costume uh, from 9am to about 9pm doing a show the whole entire time. So that was, that's why it was a big part of my life. And after that, I even was emceeing for uh, live performances for basically conventions in America in costume. So once again, it was part of my, it was a big chunk of my life. It was part of my career. And at one point, I started to really not enjoy it as much. I started to kind of detest it, I guess. That's why I try to cut down and I'm trying to still remember that, hey, it's a hobby. It's my hobby. It's a way for me to enjoy my life, not my job.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. So, like, at one point, you mm-hmm. were like a professional cosplayer.
1: I don't want to say that because I wasn't a awesome cosplayer (laughs) it was just it was like it was part of my job description that's why i started to kind of hate it i guess Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i mean that that, that can kind of happen like once you Mm -hmm. start once you start getting into once you really get into a hobby so much yeah um, that it turns into a nine to five that Mm -hmm. i can see how that can kind of ruin things so kind of looking at um what's your favorite I know I'm kind of like all over the place here, and I told totally you yep. normally I just I have a conversation. I've, this whole bullet point question thing has never been I've never been really good at it. Um, you, we
1: could just keep it a conversation. It
0: works. <laughs> so, like, what I know, um, and the reason I asked you this question, I sent it to uh-huh. you over, was because I was listening to the Joe Rogan Experience, and he was talking about like how his image of of cosplay culture mm-hmm. is almost kind of like this weird, almost like it was like a definition of it, what he said was, these people just these these people like dress up and they and they go on dates and they they like to dress up and kind of bang each other and I was like, I don't think that's what cosplay is about. But I <laughs> but when he when he said that it made me mm-hmm. realize that a lot of people have no idea. Like when they see a lot of the stuff they see is just based on whatever they might see on the internet, a picture of someone right. And they draw their own conclusions, and if they've never seen manga or anime, and then for my listeners that don't know what manga or anime is, uh, we're talking about Japanese animation or Japanese comic books referred to as manga. Um, and so from there, like they kind of get, they can get stuff twisted. So what do you think mm-hmm. about um, people who kind of have this distorted view of cosplay? What, what's your thoughts on this?
1: Well. The thing is, if I was, when I was younger, about five, six years ago, when I was in, still in my teens, early 20s, hearing people say that to me or seeing that on the internet really got me annoyed. It really pissed me off. But now, as I'm a little bit older, I think that it's, you know, it's not that big of a problem, to be honest. As long as, as I, I want these, te- these people to know that not all of us are in for the kinkiness, I guess, <laughs> because oh, okay. I mean the thing is, even in Japan, uh, for example, the part, just pornography or what people use uh, cosplay as part of their sex life—it's a big part of pornography. So there are those types of kinky cosplay. At the same time, you were saying that these there's people that dress up as the character they like and they go on dates. People like that do exist for example it's a it's a it's a type of cosplay um that for example a girl really likes a character and she has her friend dress up as that character and she goes on a date feeling like she's dating the actual character it's a thing called yumejoshi basically translating to uh, dream girl so the girl is dreaming kind of si- um simulating their dream date so there's people like that as well so you know as long as people who have a distorted view on on cosplay don't think that not all of us are like this some of us like myself just enjoy you know being the character dressing up trying to perfect the our makeup perfect our wigs and everything and try to be as close as we can to the character that we love
0: and so like you were saying um so mm-hmm. there is there is just a kind of look at this from all perspectives so there is mm-hmm. some people that actually do do that like yeah they they go on dates and stuff dressed up in cosplay for another reason but mm-hmm. would you say would you say they're more of a minority within the bigger culture
1: i think so yeah i mean i have i've actually done it myself um a friend of mine she it was her birthday and she was she did a call out to all of us saying hey uh, I for my birthday, I want to go on a date with my favorite character. I'm like, okay, sure. So it's not something that I do often. But you know, when asked, I do it. And, but there's some people, like I said, that, that that's what they love versus myself that I enjoy. cosplaying as a male. <laughs> some people, some people might think that's actually, you know, kinky and might not think that, oh, that's weird. But it's what I like. I like to dress up as male characters.
0: And then, do you feel like you said you, you're doing it for cosplay, right? Mm-hmm. And, they, and you know how, like in the U.S., they're always talking about like um, this. They're, they're always talking about the spectrum of transgenderism and mm-hmm. and and kind of um, expressing yourself mm-hmm. in how you feel best expressed. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that? Would you identify as someone? who does cosplay or would you feel that that's more stepping into like cross-dressing
1: it's kind of hard to be honest for me because i'm pansexual but i consider myself fully as a woman so it's i enjoy it as cross-dressing but not in the the whole thought that hey i want to become or i want to to embody being a male it's cosplay it's cross-dressing as a cosplayer
0: and then you said, if you don't mind, I'm always doing this mm-hmm. to break. I, I know, I know what pansexual means. Uh, right, right. But would you mind explaining that for some of my listeners?
1: Uh, so pansexual, what it is, is that is a person who uh, can fall in love with basically anyone. So I think a lot of people know what bisexual is. It's usually somebody that uh, can fall in love usually with a, either male and or a female. So they enjoy both of the sexes. Where in my case, I It doesn't matter it could be transcend trans sorry transgender and just normal female normal male anybody as long as I love them I fall in love with them is what pansexual basically is
0: cool cool Um, so how does um, like looking at Japan Mm -hmm. would you say I know because in the US it's a big issue right like right even though we're even, like, right now we're having a conversation as far as cosplay is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that, I hate doing cross comparisons, but, <laughs> but yeah, I do, mm-hmm. I, I like, I'd rather just speak more from from what you know. Right, doing, right. Doing this, identifying as someone who's pansexual in Japan, mm-hmm. what, how, how does that experience work out? Like, is that something that's accepted out here? Is it something that's more taboo? Um...
1: um. Mm, it's kind of hard to explain because in my case, once again, I don't consider myself as a male or I don't consider myself as I want to become a male. I want to, I'm, you know, I'm very satisfied as being a female. So cosplay doesn't really, you know, get into it. At the same time, like, it's, it's really hard to explain. So I haven't really experienced firsthand any problems. As far as dating, of course, I've had experience, hard times, experience in Japan, dating in Japan. But in a sense of cosplay, the cosplay community, I haven't experienced firsthand myself.
0: All right. So it sounds like the cosplay community in Japan is very LGBTQ friendly. Yeah. I mean,
1: um, I have many friends, girls that are go across the spectrum and a lot of even the photographer male photographers uh, male costers that are are the same as well there are many straight women there's many uh lesbians bisexual some that are probably pan as myself and vice versa with the males as well but to be honest that really has nothing we don't see it hand-in-hand with our sexuality, to be honest, cosplay and our sexuality. A lot of us don't really, you know, put that together, it seems. Hmm,
0: that's interesting. When you were in America doing the Mm -hmm. same thing, did you you ever dress up as male characters in America, too? Yes, I did. All right. And, like, I'm sure, like, you would go from point A to point B, Mm -hmm. um... From your house to the wherever you were going, dressed up as the character—is that correct?
1: Not exactly. So what a lot of people don't know, I guess, seem to not know about cosplay is a lot of us actually cost uh, get dressed up at the place. Okay. Uh, this is a little bit different in American conventions. A lot of times, American conventions, or uh, you know, outside of Japan, the convention itself there's there's a convention hall and there's a hotel next to it or the actual convention is at the hotel so a lot of people would get changed in their hotel room or like you say they'd get changed at home and they ride the bus to go there however in events in japan conventions photo shoots in japan you're actually not allowed to come in costly. it's actually prohibited
0: oh wow
1: yeah they actually yes so they actually have a room or a whole space blocked off for us to go in and get changed and do our makeup.
0: Is there a reason? Do you know why? Or- um,
1: there has been a lot of problems in the past. And uh, I mean, you know, not only, you know, people staring and people harassed, but I think it's, for us it would be uncomfortable because it's a part of the culture, the Japanese culture that, you know, as you know, um a lot of us take the public transportation. almost none of us would go to an event in a car. I've seen people come in cars, but it's maybe less than one percent of the people going there. so a lot of us would have to travel miles and miles away on the train on the bus in costume, and that would be it would be impossible for us
0: oh wow so yeah would it be so it would make you feel uncomfortable like people it would
1: feel i mean yes
0: and would you mind saying like what would have you have you ever been out in public in your cosplay like out well you actually you did you just mentioned how you went on a date with your friend
1: but um, that was actually in the event though. oh that
0: was in the event so yes you, it was you,
1: at an event
0: so in japan mm-hmm. you've never been out in public in your cosplay
1: I have, when I wasn't supposed to, actually. <laughs>
0: when you weren't supposed to.
1: Yes. So um, this is a very funny story, I guess, that uh, some of my older friends still make fun of me about, is that I actually didn't know that that was the rule at events when I went to my first event. Oh. And I I went I came all the way from home, all the way to the event, about three stations away from my house, walk to the event. And I went there and I see people in costume. I'm like, okay, hey, great. And then when the f- event finished, I meet all these people say, like, oh, let's go to karaoke after the event. Okay. And they're all getting changed. And I'm sitting there in my costume, just not knowing what to do. And they're like, hey, aren't you going to get changed? I'm like, no this is what i came in and that's when i found out that you're not supposed to come in cosplay to an event oh wow yeah and from there yeah
0: (laughs) so like sometimes i know like um i've never seen it it's funny because like some people some stereotype a stereotype that some americans have is that if you go to japan Mm -hmm. you're going to see a bunch of people in cosplay on the street and, like, one of the things that I noticed immediately when I came to Japan is I've never, <laughs> ever seen anyone in cosplay on the street. And that night, you kind of answered that question. The few people uh-huh. that I did see dressed up in cosplay, it was because it was related to a business. Like,
1: exactly they were, they exactly. were
0: advertising for something or they were part of a yeah. TV show or something. Yeah. Um,
1: There are some, concerns. like you say, there are some areas that they allow cosplay outside. But it's very rare right now. For example... The one uh, famous area like Akihabara in Tokyo, which is supposed to be the main uh, subculture area of Tokyo, uh, there are days that they allow people to walk around in costume. And, and there's a similar area in here in Kansai, in Osaka, Nipponbashi area, that's also, they have one day of a year that everybody's allowed to cosplay. So that time, it's, it's basically an event. People come there, they get dressed there, and they, it's a large event outside.
0: So, who doesn't allow them I, I, like I was under the impression it was like the event coordinators, but it sounds like it's like a law
1: um it's the event coordinators like oh, okay. you can if you you can if you want, but it's very much frowned upon or you might because what it is is when you enter the event, you get a wristband or you get some sort of pass and you're sp- you need to show that to go in and out so if you're going in and out without that, they're going like hey we're Where's your, your pass? Like, oh, I don't have a pass. Where did you get changed? I came in, in this outfit. Get out of here is what oh, it is, basically.
0: So the event coordinators are the ones that, that make the rule yeah. that you can't. Mm-hmm. So like, all right. And then when, when you were in the U.S., you said, mm-hmm. it was, you said it was a little different. Yes. In the U.S., how, how was it different?
1: Uh, so what it is is that a lot of um, conventions would have um, a hotel close by, um, and you would excuse me. Oh, no, <laughs> I no. need to sneeze.
0: Oh, go go ahead. Feel free. I'll I'll edit, I'll edit out the sneeze out later. Thank
1: you. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> so um, I'm not sure if this is this goes with every single convention in America or other areas of of, of the world. This is my limited image, my limited uh, knowledge of where I, I used to be in is that um, there is a hotel, there's a convention center close by, and there's an event there. Or the hotel itself uses, like, they have a ballroom, and they'd have the event at the ballroom. And what people would do is they'd usually stay overnight at the hotel room and get changed there. Or if they, they live close by, they'd, you know, take a cab or a car or bus it okay. in their cosplay.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah because i know that like a lot of my friends in the u.s are big fans of comic-con and at the comic-con people dress up for it and and a lot of cosplayers show up Mm -hmm. to that but like i'm from san diego and people would just like crowd the streets during comic-con they didn't care so like right literally when comic-con's going off you would see people driving 30 minutes 45 minutes it was not uncommon to see people in their cars just cosplay outfits going to where they're going but then again San Diego doesn't really have public transportation so they don't have buses <laughs> the bus. It's not much of a choice. Right. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So like so in when you um mm-hmm. but again like when you did the cosplay in America it was at the hotel, you would go from the hotel to where you were going. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do mail cosplay in America also?
1: Yes, I did.
0: And also when you did the like you said at one point you were doing radio DJing in America, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you were doing the male cosplay in America as a DJ sometimes too?
1: Sometimes I did, but mostly it was female at that point.
0: Okay. So did you ever experience anything negative or any discrimination or anything like that?
1: No, you- actually. Hmm. I'm sorry to sound very anticlimactic, but no, there wasn't, I, I actually really didn't have, I don't, I don't really have any bad experiences in America with cosplay as far as I can remember. That's pretty cool.
0: hmm Were, well, then again, I guess, Were would you consider this place you were in a little more liberal or a little more
1: conservative? Um... I was in Hawaii.
0: Okay, I what wasn't sure you if you it, I wasn't sure if what you were you gonna. Think? I wasn't gonna. I wasn't sure if you were gonna share that. I didn't want.
1: <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I,
0: well, I mean, I, I think Hawaii is more liberal um, <laughs> by the coast. Anytime you start getting mm-hmm. close to the ocean, you're gonna end up with a little more. of a, Oh,
1: we only have the coast. Ex- exactly.
0: <laughs> <only have> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's not like you were like in the middle of uh, Montana or no no or in the middle of Texas doing no. Like <laughs> That's what I'm trying to yeah. get at
1: yeah so that's why it, it comes down to i think i was really lucky i've heard I've heard a lot of horror stories I've yeah. heard a lot of horror stories firsthand um for example uh world cosplay summit uh is a large um basically it's a it's a cosplay comp- competition here in Japan that they have all these cosplayers from all over the world compete and i've heard. A lot of bad things from you know from people competing in that and even the judges as well because I used to uh, for for one of my jobs I've had to work with them, and I've heard a lot of stories that i'm to be honest happy that I never had to experience things like that
0: like would you mind sharing more of the stories um,
1: mm, uh i'll I'll tell you a story about Something I read online—it okay. was like a friend of a friend—is that a person? She uh, so a lot is. I think you know this, and I don't know if a lot of people who are listening knows this, but cosplay is very expensive. <laughs> okay. Our wigs, our outfits are very expensive. So. Uh, the story that I had read is uh, a girl, she was going to a convention, but um, the convention was after school. So she went to school with her cosplay on and she got to school and she got beat up. Oh. Uh, her, her wig got ripped off of her hair. It got completely destroyed. And um, the school really didn't do anything about it, saying that it's, it was her fault for coming in such a in an outfit like that. And it, it just, it really broke my heart. Not only was she beat up, but the fact that it was the her 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 hard-earned money and time she had spent on the cost, it was completely destroyed. Hearing that, yeah, I just even more think that I was very lucky.
0: That sucks. What, yeah. Do you know where that was?
1: I, I cannot remember. This is a story that I, I, I read and heard about couple years ago so i'm sorry i can't no, no, remember that, but cool. i was just but, curious you know i've about, heard a lot of similar stories as well so it's it's not it's not completely a rare case
0: so it's not uncommon for for them for you, for cosplayers to experience some discrimination even yes. violence. is yes. that does that happen in japan or is japan generally a little more safe
1: i think it doesn't happen as often because of how we do it. Like I said, we always go in normal clothes, in completely normal hair and makeup. And then we get there and go into the changing room and get changed. And we come out of of the event, out of the studio looking normal as well. We make sure to look, you know, as normal as possible when we come out and go in and out. So nobody can tell really. So we all, you know, maybe four or five of us or, or five of us would meet up at the station and go to the studio and, and do a photo shoot. we look like maybe a bunch of girls on a, a road trip together. That's what we what we would look like to a normal person.
0: All right. So it sounds yeah. like the way they're kind of coordinated and ran in Japan mm-hmm. does make it a little safer for, for you yeah. to
1: do what you do and yeah.
0: not have to worry about it. About how much does it cost for one of your average cosplay outfits?
1: Oh, it it's really according to the outfit. I mean, some, the cheapest I've spent is maybe under a hundred dollars. And the most people spends, you know, hundreds to thousands of dollars. It's really according to the cosplay to give you a more of an idea. For example, one wig in Japan, at least, uh, the cheapest normal wig that I would use would be about $20. That's just the wig itself. And then from there I would add on accessories or armor and things like that. And then a cost costume itself I'd buy online would range. The cheapest would be maybe $50, 60 up until, like I said, once again, a couple thousand dollars. So it really is according to the, the costume or the character I'm trying to do.
0: And I guess, uh, that kind of brings me into one of my last questions I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. What, uh, What's your favorite character to cosplay?
1: I can't choose. <laughs> I really cannot top, choose. How about a
0: top top ten? We'll do a top ten.
1: What's top ten.
0: What is what is uh, what is Asahi's top ten characters to oh, cosplay?
1: Oh my gosh. Um. Oh god. I currently I'm really into JoJo. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and that series has so many cool characters, so many intricate designs, and all of the characters I've cosplayed from that series is all so awesome. I think you'll post links to the pictures, Jello?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you send me the links, and to my listeners, yep. you check out the, on the episode notes, I will have them there, so you can check out the <laughs> photos. Um, mm-hmm. but I guess what, what are the, I know, so you said like you pretty much named out the entire series. Uh huh. So, so what are the last five characters you cosplayed as? How's that?
1: Okay. Last five characters I've recently cosplay. My most recent cosplay was actually not from Jojo. Right. <laughs> it was from a series called Rosen Maiden. It's actually very frilly, frilly, lots of lace, lots of, of colors and it actually was the first time I didn't do a male character in ages. It was a female character. Wow. Wow. The character I did was uh, ginto The character is, is supposed to actually be a doll. She's supposed to be a, a doll that lives forever, that has super magical powers. And before that, I did a Jojo character. Uh, his name is Mikitaka uh he's supposed to be an alien he's 216 year old alien and that he can uh, change forms turn into dices turn into sneakers and fly around so he's very weird and was awesome to cosplay and how many more do i have to say
0: you got three more
1: three more i saw his (laughs) last three Three. What have I cosplayed recently? (laughs) Um, Before that, um, uh, I think I did. Oh, I did. Crow Reed. Crow Reed from Cardcaptor Sakura. Uh, It's um, he's a wizard, basically. I think it's a very major uh, manga anime in America. It's, a, it's actually about a magical girl. She has all these magical cards that does magical things. And the character I did was actually the person who made the cards. So he's actually, he only comes out in maybe one or two episodes, but he's supposed to be the the uh, main uh, master of everything. And uh, two more.
0: Two more. Two more. <laughs> two it, can more. Be, it can be any two. You just throw them out there.
1: Um oh here's one that that isn't an, an anime or Japanese manga. I did a character from an American cartoon. Uh oh. a cartoon called Steven Universe. I did a character called Pearl. Uh she isn't actually a female or a male. She's basically a Pearl. So she's her character is supposed to be a Pearl and then the body, the human form is like a projection of the Pearl. So she's not Female or male, technically. And one more, last one, uh, last one. A character that I actually do a lot is um, a character, another JoJo character called Kawajiri. He is a he's a thirty something year old father, and I don't want to spoil the anime or manga for people who haven't seen it, so I'm just saying he's he's supposed to be a thirty something year old father, and I yeah. I, he is very fun to cosplay, so I've cosplayed him many times. Yep. So you'll post pictures for me? <laughs> of
0: course, of course, of course. Okay. So like, I'll, I'll it's, hard, put, I'll, it's hard to explain. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put the links there. And then even if you wanted to show me the actual photos themselves, I'll put them in the... Once I put the whole podcast on my website, uh-huh. I can put your photos right there, too. Okay. Um, so if you want to send me the photos and the name of the character, I'll, I'll put that in there. And then okay, also, because
1: I suck at explaining. Thank no, no, you. That's,
0: that's totally <laughs> cool. And like, it gives you know for you, my listeners, you know, check out at www.socialjello.com. If for some reason you're listening to this from either iTunes, Last FM, or TuneIn Radio, um, or any other of the podcast station, internet stations that play this show, um, just jump on my website again. That's www.socialjello.com, and I'll have the photos there so you can check them out. Um well, you know, I, I really want to thank you, Asahi, for mm-hmm. coming out and uh well or not coming out, but at least taking on this uh <laughs> Skype phone call thing that we are Yay. Going on. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you taking your time to be on the show. Um is there any events? I'm this is probably gonna be released next month. Not probably, it will be. This will be released for July's mm-hmm. social jello podcast. Um, is there any events that you wanted to invite anyone to or anything you wanted to mention? That, the that thing is... That's coming up in after July?
1: To be honest, there's always cosplay events in Japan. Every single week, there's a cosplay event. Especially if you are visiting Tokyo or here in Osaka, there's going to be at least three or four events that weekend. And, you know, if you are interested, there's... A lot of places you can check out. I I'll send you the link too. Then
0: okay. Is there a link? That yeah. You, that you, is there a specific? I don't know. Is there a name of a type of? I don't know how they run things in cosplay, but like, is there like a a venue that you would recommend to the listeners that are just listening?
1: Um. It, it's it's really according to what you want. If you want to go to a, a event that's a little bit closer to what. Uh, people have in America like a convention where there's cosplayers and there's, you know, there's vendors you can buy from then I would recommend going to an event at, in a, in uh, Tokyo side, it would be big site where they have, you know, the big, you know, comic market, Komike, which everybody knows about or here in uh, Kansai area, Osaka, we have Intex Osaka. Which has a little bit smaller scale versions of ComiCat here as well. So that's for people who who want to see the mingle and 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 you know buy stuff as well. As for if you are really into taking photos, once again, it's what you want to take. There's events at uh, at there's a rundown school that holds events. There's um, for example, aquarium is places that holds events. So it's really according to what characters you want to take. So I'll, I'll send a link to you um, that, has, that shows like a calendar list. It's in Japanese, but if you're interested, check it out. Yeah. Cool, cool.
0: Well, I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. I'll set up the links um, for my wrap up. Uh, again, uh, for me, I have no events coming up. And <laughs> I'm pretty much just training. September uh, Or you can choice.
1: come with me. You can come with me to do an event.
0: I I should.
1: You should. I should.
0: I, in July. So you can
1: experience it firsthand.
0: I'll have to look at my schedule. I know July I have a bunch of like family mm-hmm. summer stuff I have to do, but I'm probably I'm, if you said there's events every weekend, I'm pretty sure I might be able to sneak something in for the
1: end of July. Well, I'll definitely up for that. There's a big one in August. In August? Yes. It's it's one of the ones at Intex Osaka, so it's like a more, um, you know, you can buy and you can see the cosplay if you want.
0: Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right.
1: Um that's August August 19. Here in Kansai over in Osaka.
0: Oh, I, I'm in Ise on the 19th. Uh, <laughs> I was afraid of that.
1: And there's cool the, the there. next one. The next one is in October 28th. Okay, that's. Wait, that's... but I can't go. Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll find something. We'll find something for you to come and. And, join like, you and like
0: you said, there's a lot of stuff that you do. Like there's stuff happening every week. usually. So I'll, yeah. probably, I'll probably once once we get off air, we'll talk a little more. And, that
1: out <laughs> I mean right I again. have I have like three photo shoots next month so I'm always up for cosplay cool well again, mm-hmm.
0: to my listeners I'll have all the stuff and links to Asahi's work on the website again at Um I'll catch you all later thanks for checking out the show I hope you all have a great month and I'll catch you next time peace
2: world would come unglued, and I'd sit there with my colleagues.